0: You and I just immediately thought the same thing and we looked at each other and you said, I'm pulling over. I stripped down. There are cars going past. There are trucks going past. I'm naked on the side of the road. My name is Abby and I'm the voice behind the Evolving Love Project. In this podcast, my husband and I deep dive into the topics of non-monogamy and polyamory, drawing from our experiences of being consensually non-monogamous for almost a decade
1: My name is Liam. Whether you're monogamous, polyamorous, curious or anything in between, we invite you to join us for this conversation.
0: Let's begin. Here we are recording again for a little impromptu podcast episode this afternoon.
1: Yes, we had an interesting situation. So we had an incredible uh, interview that we did just recently. Um, with a wonderful male escort. And it was a fantastic interview. But sadly, we had a few production issues in the post-production side of things.
0: We did. We did. And we did try to, well, you tried to resurrect the situation. I will say that Liam is the masterful producer of the Evolving Love podcast. He does all of the Gets all of the gear ready, organizes everything, edits the podcast, puts it all together. But unfortunately, we we didn't have a very good, um, what do we call it, the audio track yeah, of our guest.
1: Yeah, That sadly, the internet connection on the guest's end uh, wasn't up to scratch and it did impact the audio in a way that we felt that it wasn't really doing the conversation justice. And it was such a wonderful conversation and it was full of so much nuance and it was so interesting and it was such a fascinating, for me, perspective that we thought it would be best to actually hold off on releasing that particular podcast and actually reconvene and record it in person with him when we are in the same city, which hopefully uh, shouldn't be too long.
0: I did come home smiling this afternoon. I don't know if you noticed.
1: I did.
0: I had a funny situation happen. We have some friends of ours, some friends who we know from. Well, we initially met them through the non-monogamous world, and uh, we've since become really good friends with them. But they've they've actually just moved to our neighborhood very recently, like mm. a week to go, a week ago, and it was very funny because as I was driving home, I had to go to the shops, and I pulled over, and I saw that I had a message from her, and um, you know, to organize like an impromptu sort of of um, hang out because they're in the area and then it crossed my mind I was like oh man I'm gonna have to start looking cute
1: mm, now at all times
0: at all times when I'm going to the shops yeah not that I have you know not that I'm like deliberately trying to always look my best or whatever but you know when it's just your local shops you want to have your hair in a bun you just want to be casual mm. you know keeping it really chill just in and out get what we need so I was writing her a message saying, oh, my gosh, I'm going to need to start looking cute now at the shops in case I run into you guys. And then I looked up and he was walking past.
1: Oh, <laughs> there you go. Her <laughs> husband in the shopping centre in the wild.
0: It was so funny because I was just thinking that and then there he was. So, yeah, no, it was very funny. We, we had a little, had a little uh, chat over, over some vegetables.
1: Mm, then sent a little selfie to the group chat. She's very cute. Yeah. And it's it's funny because we have never, since moving back to Australia, to our knowledge, I don't think we've ever had any of the fun variety of friends uh, who live in the neighborhood, in the same neighborhood as us.
0: No, that's never happened.
1: Yeah. So this is the first, and with that brings so many possibilities.
0: It does. Yeah. It does.
1: Playground hangs, like the whole thing.
0: Mm. It does make me think actually back to, there was a time when we were overseas and there there was a of a a flame of mine and he lived in the same neighborhood, but I think we connected right before we moved back, maybe, but I remember he lived really mm. close by and I used to see him around sometimes and just go, What a babe.
1: Yeah, used to love that. Yeah. Coming coming home from from picking up some some groceries and suddenly there was a smile on your face. But now it's happening again. Mm. Here we are, deja vu. Mm. So, it is It is rather exciting. Mm-hmm. So, we'll have to deliberately have lots of impromptu catch-ups, I think.
0: We will. Actually, thinking back to New York, we recently went on an amazing podcast. Do you want to?
1: We did. We did. So, I wonder whether we should uh, reveal the full extent of uh, whose podcast we're on. So, we, we went on the Polycurious podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, And for those listeners, I I think I have mentioned uh, this particular lass in one of the previous episodes. Um, But uh, yeah, we went on her podcast. She's got an incredible podcast where she interviews lots of different polyamorous people. And she's at the moment doing a series on polyamorous mothers. Mm. And so she reached out to us and we jumped on her podcast and I had an amazing time. It was also a great excuse to stare at her for two hours on a screen. (laughs) Um, So that that wasn't the worst thing in the world.
0: Well, I will say as well, because she did mention in the episode um, after chatting with us about it, that uh, Mm. when you were in New York uh, last year, you and her actually did go on a date.
1: Yes. And she deliberately broke the ice amazingly at the start of the the podcast episode by recounting her version, which I loved hearing. Mm. It's always funny hearing someone else's version of courtship because in your own mind you have this idea of I'm being super smooth and this is not obvious at all and then suddenly she just saw through all my ulterior motives (laughs) and uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun chatting about that
0: well it was it was quite a beautiful experience because we all shared about the our sort of experience with you two going on the date Mm. because her being on her podcast was the first time that I've ever spoken to her It was the first time that I've ever met her. I think we've had a couple of messages back and forth or when the two of you did go on that date, I think I messaged her maybe afterwards or something, just a courtesy and a nice, Mm. just a nice message. So we've had that a couple of times. Yeah. But, um, oh, it was lovely to meet her.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, she's amazing. She's very cool, very beautiful, very lovely, and she loved meeting you which mm. was awesome. And that that excited me, even though it was in a virtual realm. Sadly, it wasn't over a, a, a drink in, in Prospect Lefferts, uh, but it was still awesome to watch you guys meet and get along really well.
0: Mm. Was it a bit strange?
1: It was strange uh, in some ways, but I think it was pretty natural actually because I knew that you guys would really get along. Um, as soon as I went on a date with her, I thought, oh, Abby would love her. Mm. Uh, so... It's no surprise to me that um, you guys hit it off.
0: Mm, I do. I like her so much. And I mean, what an interesting way to meet someone Mm. over like straight in a podcast episode. Yeah. Someone who you've dated because she's asking us very personal questions. Yeah. It was really nice.
1: Yeah. And she, and it's funny because she also has the context of you through your writing and also of us because she listens to the podcast as well and i felt like she and and i I listened to her podcast and you've listened to some of her episodes as well so i felt like we all knew each other in this strange kind of parasocial Mm. kind of interesting way so that we were just straight into friend friend vibes yeah whatever the vibes are
0: yeah it was it was beautiful yeah And we did talk about a few interesting things, actually, because, you know, as you said, she knows me more through my writing or the Mm. Instagram page or listening to our podcast. But, you know, I was actually talking about what it was like for me being here in Canberra while you were in New York and you were out on a date with her Mm. and sort of what that brought up for me. And, um, you know, a little bit of nostalgia. I think I might have said at one point maybe in the episode that I did feel a little bit of just like a longing for that chapter of Mm. our lives. I think I had a little bit of envy.
1: Yes, definitely envy. Yeah,
0: Yeah. definitely envy because, you know, it wasn't like I wanted you to not have that. It was that I missed that time in our lives when we were, Mm. you know, bar hopping in Brooklyn. Mm.
1: And we started off the episode talking about that and I feel like we could have done a whole episode talking about it because it was such fertile ground for interesting conversation but uh alas we had to get into talking about motherhood and Mm -hmm. as that was the focus of the the episode but i felt like that initial conversation could have just gone forever
0: it could have yeah but we'll be sharing her podcast episode in our instagram stories Mm. when that comes out i'm not sure when it's coming out um maybe did she say
1: No, no, but we will definitely be sharing it and you'll be sharing it and letting everyone know, uh, everyone know what's, what's coming.
0: Uh, So I feel like we have a lot of new listeners.
1: Mm, coming yes. on I've been watching the statistics and I'm not t- too sure where it's coming from or we're, we're starting to do different guest spots on other podcast episodes and mm-hmm. when this one comes out we will not have appeared on the big no filter podcast mm. um, and that is going to be coming out uh, towards the end of February 2024 um, just I've, in case I've got
0: someone- the date I know what date it's coming out but I probably shouldn't announce it should I
1: I don't think you're allowed to. No, no, I don't think you're allowed to yet. But they did release the first in their podcast episode, and for Australian listeners, they will know who this is. But uh, Andy Lee was the first to uh, come out in the season, being interviewed by Kate Langbook, and that was an amazing episode.
0: Oh my gosh, it was so beautiful,
1: absolutely beautiful. And for people overseas, he's a he's a famous comedian. And kind of t v personality, and he's one half of of Hamish and Andy mm-hmm. um who are amazing and we mm. love dearly, and we're kind of trying to figure out whether hamish Hamish Blake is in an open relationship or not, so <laughs> we're allowed to say that because we don't know him yet so okay Abby was Abby was going don't say that, don't say that, don't say that and I'm I don't think we we don't know anyone who knows him or if we do, uh, we haven't had dinner with him yet. So we'll ask him over dinner and let everyone
0: know. Look, you never know with people and I think the only reason why we would even bring that up is just because I think we feel when we see him, you know, interviews with him and Zoe, they're just so happy and they clearly have such good mm. communication. They have a They have a beautiful ease between them.
1: Yes, and also it feels like... I mean, everyone feels like this with this particular um, person, Hamish Blake, but it feels like we are already best friends. Yes. But I don't know him at all. (laughs) Um, So Abby is acting as if I was outing our friend for being in a non-monogamous relationship. Whereas, So we would like to preface this with we don't know whether Hamish Blake is in an open relationship, but there are some extra clues that might point us in that direction. One being that they hosted Esther Perel, um, mm. For a function when she was out mm-hmm. doing her publicity tour of, I think, her speaking tour, that which we went to see.
0: Yeah. Did you read that somewhere?
1: I read that somewhere and I definitely remembered it because that to me was incredible.
0: Yeah. They had Esther over for a private dinner party for them and their friends.
1: 20 friends, I think. 20 friends. Said. Yeah. So we were, we were thinking, oh, that would be a pretty fun dinner to be at.
0: How do we get invited to that dinner?
1: So Hamish and Zoe... <laughs> If you are listening to this, we promise we will never speak of this ever again if you are in fact non-monogamous, but please slip into the DMs uh, so we can hang out uh, because we would love to hang out.
0: Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Um, So, we thought we'd share a little bit about what Evolving Love Project actually is. Mm. What is going on? What is this about? So, it started very small. I started a small Instagram account maybe three years ago called Evolving Women Project. And that is where I shared and came out about being in an open relationship and some of my perspectives on non-monogamy and motherhood and the balance of, you know, life and romance and desire and relationship and marriage. And I was really fortunate because, you know, the Instagram page uh, has been so beautiful because you are such an amazing photographer. You take mm. these beautiful photos and you and I just have a blast doing that. Mm. I've been your nude model now.
1: It is a passion project <laughs> that involves a lot of passion and uh, a great project.
0: Yes, yes. Mm. So it, it started off like that and it's been a really wonderful experience. It's something that, you know, I still get so much inspiration from the photos that you take Sometimes if I'm wondering about what to write or if there's a memory or or a mood or a feeling, you know, a lot of my writing is very feelings led. Um, Often I'll look at a photo that you've taken of me. And it will stir something within me, and it'll just make me reflect on something that I might be feeling inside, and I'll I'll choose to share that photo. So it's mm. it's really beautiful. I get so much inspiration from the beautiful photos that you well, do, do take. I do have
1: I do have some uh, ideas. I have a, a Pinterest mood board that has an endless stream of photos that I want to take, mm-hmm. and there's a few that are that are coming up that will hopefully be dropping soon. Uh, if we have a chance to actually get out there and 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 do it, but there's uh, like I love the nature, I love the the nude photography in nature, mm-hmm. and there is a particular river in Canberra that if you if if uh, anyone wants to have a rare sighting of us <laughs> on a photo shoot at uh, at dawn, if you show up every now uh, every dawn for the next maybe month, you might see us down. Uh, Near Canberra Rockpool. Pool, mm. mm. we'll be there yeah. shooting.
0: We always have a great time. We, we do. We always have a lot of fun. I will say that you are quite a bossy photographer. Sometimes,
1: look the the problem is is that when I'm taking photos of other people, I'm very agreeable and and very gentle and and kind, but uh, my I feel like a lot of the filter is uh, is cut down as soon as we're. Doing the photo shoot together. Also, sometimes the places that we're doing the shoots are a little bit risque. Mm-hmm. So we have the clock. I have the time, and I know that the 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 best outcome will come just from me kind of being grumpy and telling you to move here, move there, move there, click 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 click, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know. We've done we've done photo shoots on the side of the road
0: I was going to say that's probably the most risque place that you and I have taken a photo I think was the road when you're coming back from the coast oh, yes. into Canberra yeah. down through Queanbeyan and mm. you can see uh, the tower in Canberra and it was a beautiful sunset and I think there was a plane but flying it was on overhead, a highway but it was on a highway yes. but the sunset was so beautiful and I think you and I just immediately thought the same thing yeah. And we looked at each other and you said, I'm pulling over. Yeah. So, pulled over. I stripped down. Mm -hmm. There are cars going past. There are trucks going past. I'm naked on the side of the road.
1: Well, the first thing that I did was that I knew that time would be of the essence. So, I got out and I took some test shots with you not in them. Oh, that's right. To make sure, and I do this often, to make sure if we're we're having to move quick, just to make sure that I'm not going to flub around with camera settings and, Mm -hmm. and do all that kind of thing. And then- Basically, you're just going to be in the frame, and then I'm just going to go.
0: That's right, like
1: that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gosh, and that's a great photo.
1: That's a yeah. I love that photo. And we
0: were being honked as people were driving past. They were honking you were, us.
1: You were totally naked. I was com- on a highway. I
0: was completely naked mm. at about six p.m. Mm. So there was a lot of traffic.
1: Yeah, but I I think uh, yeah the the nature photography I to I wanna, I'd love to do. Uh, you and another model. Mm-hmm. And there's potential for that to happen soon, which would be really exciting.
0: How will you behave when we're with someone else? But
1: I'm not too will sure. Will the real
0: you come out when you're bossing me around? No, that'll no, be very nice. I bet I'm going to start feeling no, some, nice. um, as Jessica Fern would say, some Ooh. justice jealousy, mm. where all of a sudden the new model is getting treated with all of this like kindness I of and like yeah, just gently move your shoulder. Oh, that's mm. lovely. As we're with me, you're like hurry up, I'm hungry, let's get it going. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I, well, we'll have to see.
0: So it will be interesting to see what happens with these models. I'm very interested to see mm. which Liam comes out.
1: Yes. Well, I, I think it'll be, it'll be a test of my professionalism, although mm. I am very professional. You are so uh, professional. With, with other people. And we have done double model shoots before mm. and we did an incredible one with a lover of mine. Mm-hmm. And that was that was amazing. That was in a hotel room, mm. uh, and that was one of my favorite shoots we've done. Mm. But I think since then we, I don't think we've done any. And that was years ago. We haven't done any uh, double shoots. We
0: haven't, no. but we've been meaning to. And I yeah. do have a few, a few friends in mind.
1: Okay, great. Let's go down to I the know. river.
0: Down to the river. We're all going to the river. You know what might happen? There I might hope be a lot of things will happen. There might be like fifteen women
1: oh that's too many (laughs) that's too many i i I, the composition will be much much trickier
0: so back to evolving love project yes and what it is about Mm. so it has evolved into my writing Mm. where i write these longer form articles which bring me so much happiness i just could write all day long Mm. it's so much fun then we have this podcast and as i as i said before The podcast, everything is all in-house.
1: Yes, it is all in-house and we are releasing once a week now, which is really fun. and uh, But it is a lot of work.
0: It is a lot of work.
1: Yeah, we're not farming out editing, partly because of the the stuff we're talking about. Um, Not that we don't trust an editor to listen to it and, you know... Uh, t- to check out all the things that we're we're talking about, but more just because some of it is so sensitive, and with guests, we're hypersensitive to anything they'd like to have taken out, and and so it is thoroughly produced. So it does take a little while, but mm. it is a it is at this point a labor of love.
0: It is a labor of love. And it is, it is highly personal what we're putting out. We like to – I definitely wouldn't want an episode to come out that hadn't been edited and listened to by both of us because sometimes we do share some pretty personal things and then later mm. on I'm like, oh, actually, let's not share that. Yeah. well, We don't share everything.
1: No. And we deliberately don't share everything. And I think one interesting way of of thinking about evolving love now that we are into, I mean, we're coming into our third year of conversation nights Mm. as well. So it has been around for a while. And as it's been happening, it's it's been interesting to see other projects that have maybe existed beforehand, um, kind of things uh, that are centered around non-monogamy, whether they're in the online space or in the in the the real uh, kind of in-person space, um, to see what they're doing, and then kind of calibrate what we're interested in offering as part of what we do at Evolving Love. And because we love uh, conversation nights and we'll we'll talk about that in a second and we love the podcast and you love your writing. But there's certain things that I think we both have flirted with the idea of doing um, but really just don't feel like it would be a natural thing for us to do. No. Um, So some of those include uh, play parties. We are not interested in hosting play parties.
0: No, we are not. We are not organizing anything like that. As much as we love play parties, I mean, we love play and parties and attending them when we can. It's not something mm. that we can get too often, but when we can, it's it's amazing. But I think I I wouldn't want to to take on the responsibility of that, and that is something that we have no. spoken a lot about because people do ask us. They say, okay, you've got the you've got the writing, you've got the podcast, you're having these conversations. Where are the play parties? Yeah. Are well, they like, happening too? Are, are they, they happening
1: after conversation nights?
0: Yes. No, they're not. They're not We're...
1: they're not happening after the conversation nights. No. But lots of people I mean, sometimes I'm sitting at the conversation <laughs> night thinking this would be a great play party. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> that know? has happened before.
1: Yeah, and, and lots of people have said that to us as well. But it is it is a it comes with huge responsibility. And we have interviewed Lawrence, who runs our secret spot um, on this podcast, and he you know he spoke beautifully about how seriously he takes a responsibility, but it is a very tricky thing to do well.
0: Mm, a very is. tricky thing to do well it's it certainly is it's not just the event itself. It's, you know, making sure that everybody is fully aware of everything mm. that's involved, the responsibility of coming into a space like that. And also, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, work and care that goes into uh, looking after people after the event as well. Mm. You know, I'm sure there are messages or, you know, when you have any type of situation where you're bringing a group of people together in a space where there is a lot of vulnerability, uh, it is sexual in nature, you know, things, things will happen.
1: Mm. And it's important uh, for us to be as in control of some of the variables as possible in situations like that. And the the difficult thing with hosting parties is that you can't necess- we can't uh, guarantee someone's behaviour. No, you know? and no one who organises these parties can guarantee someone's behaviour a hundred percent. And with that, just comes risk. Mm. Um, and it's a risk that we are not. Um, Kind of willing to take on ourselves,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and it is a risk that we're grateful that other people who are qualified and experienced mm. and in that mindset and in that world that they that they take on that risk and they take on uh, that beautiful space holding for people. And mm. you know, we admire them for that and we're grateful for that.
1: Yeah, and we're very supportive of the people who do it well. And. Uh, we will continue to support all the people who keep throwing these uh, deliciously fun play parties that hopefully we'll be getting to a lot more of. Mm,
0: mm, definitely. Um, speaking of play parties, but also, well, it's a little bit different, but I'm thinking back to the sub stack. Um, did have a funny situation happen recently. Mm. So, I have the premium... Substack subscription option now where i do share a little bit more personally with my writing with some different experiences
1: and some different photos
0: and some different photos um mm. uh, and it's really interesting because uh your mother signed up to the premium
1: look <laughs> i love the fact and mum, you'll probably listen to this she's as well. the best She's great. Uh, but if you want to, you don't have to listen to absolutely everything. Uh, and due to the fact that the premium, uh, some of the premium writing and some of the premium podcasts are slightly more um, fast and loose uh, than the other things, uh, it, is, it is quite a, a situation to imagine um, my own mother reading some of that stuff or I listening know. to it.
0: She is honestly incredible. She has so much love and support for us and I love that she listens to every single episode and she'll often message us mm. after she's listened to it mm. and, you know, shares her thoughts on it and it's just wonderful. But, yeah, I did get a little bit like, oh, wow, like she's she's on the, she's on the premium and then immediately I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what did I write? And I think it was uh, maybe after.
1: I think you wrote a story about uh, my best friend. Yeah, so you wrote the story about my best friend, and obviously my mum knows my best friend.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she's put it together.
1: I'm sure she's put it together. Um, <laughs> and look, you know now now it's a now it's something that my
0: mother knows. I know. So. It, it is a funny thing, but because when we do catch up, we don't really talk about that. We don't go. We don't no, get God, into no. detail.
1: We just know that it's a thing because she has. We saw her subscribe because it came through as a <laughs> notification.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What a wild situation.
0: Mm. But it has been good to actually um, have some writing that is behind a paywall as well, uh, where I do share some more personal things. And I did share a story actually about my first ever long term boyfriend, mm. which is really interesting. We actually got together when I was quite young. So we did have an age difference. Uh, between us mm. he was older than me and yeah we got together when i was 16 so we were t- and we were together for a long time we were mm. together for seven years
1: it's kind of a formative relationship
0: it was definitely a formative relationship and you know he is he is such a, a lovely man we're not really we're not in touch anymore you know if you read the article you'll sort of see how that all came to be but Uh, It is really interesting because I do talk about age differences. Mm. Um, I do write about age differences in that article and and what comes up. So, Mm. yeah. I mean,
1: my favourite thing about the article is uh, you share some images, some photos of you that are actually from uh, that time of your life. I know. And they are, I mean, frankly, hilarious.
0: They are. As,
1: As most photos of anyone, when they look at photos of themselves when they're 21, I think the fashion... Especially we're millennials, right? That's uh
0: We are millennials.
1: And but the fashion was just amazing. I know. And your your whole vibe was just
0: My whole vibe was, was so was different.
1: Different is the right word, yeah.
0: I know that really intense side part. Yep. With the, f- with the fringe, and the, makeup and the, the, the makeup and what I was wearing. And mm. it, yeah, it's an interesting, it's so interesting to reflect on. And when I look at those photos of myself, you know, I just see this young woman who's really taken on the the fashion and the sort of, you know, the, the persona of somebody else. Like mm. that's just, I don't know where I would have got those ideas from to wear those things, but no, I guess that's, cool. I guess that's what everybody thinks.
1: Yeah. That's the, that was the era. That was everyone thought it was super cool.
0: That was the era but it's very strange and looking at those photos and I just feel so different now.
1: mm yes yeah I mean well you you definitely look very different it is uh it is it is remarkable <laughs> so I would I would encourage anyone who's interested in seeing uh 21 year old Abby uh, <laughs> to go and and check it all out.
0: Oh my goodness it's not the usual uh beautifully flattering. Uh, elegant nude photo that you take of me
1: no no it's a it's uh yeah it's a a different uh aesthetic Mm. let's put it that way
0: oh my gosh it sure is um something that I want to talk about is the amazing conversation night that we had Mm. on Monday night in Canberra. And we have another one coming up in Sydney and people often ask me what actually happens at these conversation nights. Yes. Because some people wonder if it's like a sit down talk. Mm. Some people are worried that they have to share, not Mm. quite sure what the, what the flow of the night is. So I thought I might share a little bit about, how it how it runs
1: yeah well we've been running them uh for yeah as i said before over over we're into our third year Mm. um and it is amazing to see the reception and how quickly the the events sell out and we deliberately cap these events at 20 people um which is a which is an Interesting thing in and of itself because if we were kind of going for, for money grabs, we'd say, Oh, let's get 50 people in the room and, mm-hmm. and we'll all have a conversation. And it will just obviously be the worst conversation ever. Um, but we feel 20 is like the perfect sweet spot of people being able to share, hearing a diversity of opinions. And then, uh, yeah. And then we also uh, split off in, into groups. But why don't you tell? listeners what a standard conversation evening, what they would expect. So if they've never come to a conversation evening before, mm-hmm. and at the moment we run them in Canberra and we run them in Sydney, and we're hoping uh, to do some pop-up conversation nights all around Australia. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe we'll do a world tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But what would, what would they expect from a, from a conversation evening?
0: Well, I would say, first of all, a lovely environment, So I do have music on, Mm -hmm. there is some food, there is a nice atmosphere. And that's really important, I think, you know, creating the space, having it feel nice and comfortable. The conversations do happen in a circle. So we do sit on cushions on the floor. I do uh, try and make them as accessible as possible. It's a little bit tricky in Canberra as there are stairs uh, at the place where we hold them in Canberra. So we are a a bit limited um, for the Canberra conversation nights. Um, in Sydney, it's more accessible. It's a ground level um, event. Uh, we sit in a circle. Liam and I introduce the evening, uh, we share about what it's about, and we just, you know, first of all, we set the, I would say, just the gentle rules for the circle and for the discussion, the intentions. Mm. Privacy is a is a very important one, you know, I say, what is said in the room, stays in the room. If you're sharing about someone, you know, who isn't at the conversation night, don't share about them unless you have their permission to do so. Mm. Um, it's not a place to sort of come and talk about your, your ex-partner who you've just been through a breakup with and if they're not there to sort of defend themselves or anything yeah. like that, that's not the space for this.
1: It's not a cancel crusade.
0: It's not a cancel crusade. It's a place to you know, share about what might be coming up and to be, you know, enjoying having these beautiful conversations and, and also share if you want to. Not mm. everybody shares and not everybody is monogamous, uh, non-monogamous who comes along. We do have monogamous people who are just very interested in this, not even necessarily because they want to open up their relationship, but because they're just very interested in the conversation mm. uh, to have with each other. I've had some people that have come on a date. They've come, you know, on a first date together and they messaged messaged me about it beforehand. And, Mm. you know, and I do ask people to send me a video beforehand, if I haven't met them, uh, just so that I, uh, you know, feel like they're very genuine in their intentions to come along. So, you know, for no other reason other than making sure that it's for a genuine reason, and also, I, I now ask that people, you know, share that they're not a journalist as well, or that it's not for some other type of research that they're doing, or they're not coming to collect data or information on people to then go and put it into their work. Just so that the, the circle is a very genuine, sincere circle for people who are looking for non-monogamous community or looking to have these conversations, because as we know, uh, you're not Many people are not able to have these conversations in other aspects of their life or, you know, they might need to share something about a specific polyamorous situation that their monogamous friends might not understand. So it's just a beautiful space for that for a couple of hours. And mm. we do mingle and we have some drinks and it's positive and it's fun. I think you and I also let our hair down a little bit more at the conversation in the evenings. We're not being recorded.
1: Yes. Yeah, we can be a little looser
0: we are looser. We do, we do share some more things. We share some more stories. And I think we sort of help to create that space for people to also open up and share if they want to as well. And and like you said, we don't want the numbers to blow out. It's so important for us that it is that genuine conversation, but we will be uh, doing something else as well in the future, which is that we're going to be also doing some live Podcast yes, but, episodes,
1: and that is definitely coming. But just to jump back in terms of the flow of the evening, so what will happen is you will introduce and you will talk about what the evening is about, and then straight after that, we actually we go around the circle and everyone introduces uh, themselves by their name or whatever name they'd like to go by that night. They don't have to give their actual name, um, and they are open to if they uh, they're encouraged if they would like to to share a little bit about what brought them to the evening and i always find this to be such a fascinating part of the night it's just a beautiful it's just a beautiful way to to hear other people's experiences straight out of the gate some people share and some people we invite them if they don't feel comfortable sharing uh, just to say you know i'm i'm here to listen and i'm looking forward to Uh, to hearing some different perspectives. Um, So we go around the circle and then each conversation evening we have uh, a topic for the night. Mm. So the most recent one that we had in Canberra was taboos. Mm,
0: And we'll be having that one again in Sydney. We
1: will. And there was some incredible things uh, that came up. Um, One thing for me that came up that was fascinating uh, was someone, uh, the taboo, when we prompted people to to kind of reflect on different taboos that exist within non-monogamy, um, one person uh, shared that they uh, find the taboo of saying I love you mm-hmm. to a partner to be a huge taboo. Uh, and it's kind of stigmatized in a way or it carries like this excessive amount of weight because of the way that we view the word love within non-monogamy with other partners and how it kind of signifies this like... Really intense escalation into into kind of this like next level of of care and connection, uh, and I found that super fascinating. So there's lots of amazing uh, topics of conversation, and it's it's just brilliant for me um, just to hear how other people are approaching things and other people are kind of processing uh, their journeys. Just because it helps us.
0: Mm. It does help us a lot, actually, as a couple. It brings up so many interesting points. We often find ourselves as we're cleaning up the end of the evening or we're driving home that we're reflecting and we're saying, gosh, you know, this couple brought this up or this person said that or like you said, the, the conversation of love, you know, this is something that is an ongoing discussion mm-hmm. between you and myself and the way that love falls into our non-monogamy and how we approach that and gosh it's so true when that person said I want to say that saying I love you is taboo in non-monogamy it certainly is especially for people who are newly open to non-monogamy there's so much like anything is okay or the sexual connections or an open relationship but love is forbidden
1: Mm. Yes. Um, so, so that was a fantastic night and we're going to do take two and hear lots of other people's um, uh, versions of Taboo at a another sold out uh, Sydney conversation night. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. But then, uh, so what we do is we, we have this kind of initial welcome from Abby and myself, then we have introductions around the room and then we open it up to kind of a broader discussion. And then we also split off into smaller groups, which is been really fantastic. Um, we we never um, kind of initially when we started off with the nights, um, it was only something that we implemented kind of a few um, a few conversation evenings in was splitting off into the smaller groups. But it's it really is fantastic just to be able to kind of really deeply connect in with, with a few more people and and uh, and kind of have these I, I guess more nuanced conversations are possible when it's kind of very back and forth in a group environment.
0: Mm. And we do also have a writing exercise as well. And we mix it up. We do little fun, uh, different things. They're not the same every single time. As you said, there are different topics. Uh, We've had little games at different points and it's it's really fantastic. And the small groups are great. And they, they give people the opportunity to go in a little bit deeper with their conversations because we do give a conversation prompt as well. And yeah, but it is always interesting the next day when I do get some messages in the in my Evolving Love project Instagram saying, Oh, the girl with this hair, you know, could I get her Instagram? Oh yeah. And-
1: <laughs> I mean it's a great way. If you if you're not into apps, it's it's the way to go. It is definitely the way to go. It
0: is. It it is a nice way for people to meet, but in a really relaxed way where it's not like that's the intention. It's not a pickup. type environment but of course you know there are lovely thoughtful people coming together so connections will be made uh i don't do the matchmaking uh thing and i think we actually did say at the last conversation night you know if you if there is somebody who you like you know do go and get their number tonight Mm. because i can't be um asking everyone's permission to To share their Instagram. It takes a
1: lot of time out of your schedule. Yeah. If you're like going back and forth, playing matchmaker for for multiple people, which has happened before. And it is lovely to do. And and of course you do it, but Mm. uh, it does uh, does save you a few messages by just announcing that to Mm. the crowd.
0: And we also deliberately don't have a WhatsApp group for the conversation Mm. nights as well. That's something that we decided on just to have it just be the beauty of the conversation night.
1: Just mm. being
0: in person, coming together, having that moment, um, and then people can take it from there
1: yeah, and there are some there are some kind of very uh, th- you know we have discussed at length why we don't have a whatsapp group um and kind of a a kind of a, a private channel where people can connect um because this is something that other communities do um and
0: and we're part of them too.
1: Yes. And we're part of them as well. Um, But for us, I think there are some positives in being able to show up to a conversation evening for other people, not having made up their own mind about someone by searching them or seeing their name in a WhatsApp feed and Mm -hmm. going... And kind of knowing all about their kind of online presence, which is easily done with something like a WhatsApp group or other things like that, where people are kind of connecting and welcoming others to to come and check out their social media accounts and all that kind of stuff. I think one of the greatest... Um, strengths of uh, you know the the conversation evenings that we have is it brings together such a diverse range of people who might not necessarily get along if they all stalked each other's Instagrams. Mm. But I can guarantee that when they're in a room together, all conversing about a topic that they're all really interested about, uh, it actually opens up this beautiful line of communication that might not have existed if they were deep diving, you know, into something that they'd posted a year ago about a particular political topic or either way. You know, it's it uh it runs the risk of, of kind of uh you know, casting aspersions and making assumptions about people's characters before they've even met them. So it is a beautiful way for people to meet each other in a neutral space. And that's something that we that, you know, I, I feel really protective over. Mm. Um because I think it is a new model uh to encourage Discourse and really, uh, really encourage people to to have civil conversations.
0: Mm, mm, that's so true. So beautiful.
1: As I mentioned earlier, um, in in lots of ways, it's easier um, to also say what Evolving Love Project is by saying what it is not. Mm. So as we've mentioned before. Uh, We are running conversation evenings, which we love. We obviously have the podcast, uh, which we love. We have your writing, which we love. But we are not running play parties. We're not running sex parties. Um, And we are also not interested in doing any coaching. Mm. And that is something that we have talked about because a lot of people reach out to you, Abby, and say, hey, I would love to um, kind of have you as a non-monogamous mentor.
0: Mm, It has happened
1: it has happened multiple times and it is obviously extremely flattering and it's really beautiful that people have connected with you in a way that and i feel like you would actually be an amazing uh amazing mentor to people and i think you would actually be an incredible coach but with doing something like that it kind of takes uh it takes everything into a direction that becomes all-consuming in another way.
0: Well, that's right, because Evolving Love Project has really started from the heart for you and I, as far as something, you know, a creative outlet for us too. It's We're storytellers Mm. with the writing, we're, we're creatives with the photography, and we love bringing community together. And there have been times where I've thought about it as I've been tempted or I've considered it with people asking for coaching. And, you know, I've really just made the decision that I think I'm really happy with where I'm at. And I'm really enjoying the writing aspect so much. And my writing can connect with people. And I love talking with people about the writing or, or what it might uh, bring up for them or their experience. That's really wonderful. But uh, yeah, at this stage, I I don't feel pulled to do the coaching, um, you know, and also just with time, and mm. you know, I'm also on my own non-monogamous journey as well, and um, you know, as far as how much I can put into, uh, you know, evolving love project as a means of um, you know income as well or work, I want to sort of keep it in that space where we're enjoying the enjoying the podcast and the writing is really wonderful and I'm it just brings me a lot of love to be able to connect with people through my articles and my writing and through the podcast so I'm going to I'm going to stay in this space and and have the beautiful in-person events with the retreats and the convo nights um, as I can do them,
1: because mm, it does come with an emotional. Doing any sort of coaching, especially in the realm of non-monogamy, comes with a huge emotional weight. Mm. And you are not a trained psychologist. You're not a trained psychiatrist. And whilst I would say that you uh, probably have as much insight as anyone who is a trained psychologist or a psychiatrist, I think uh, you are not trained in in the ways to healthily deal with multiple people offloading their issues about, uh, you know, what they're going through in a way that would be sustainable in the long term. Mm. Um, so it's 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 a, a tricky thing as well because as we've grown Evolving Love Project, the amount of time that you spend writing uh, and the amount of time that we spend organising events um it has been as soon as the coaching thing came along, it became a question of, well, this would be a way for us to kind of start to actually make some money from evolving love project, and it would be it would be easy to kind of start to go down that track as a way to monetizing it, but we feel that the truest thing that we can do to ourselves and to the work that we're putting out with the Evolving Love Project is to do what we're doing now, which is asking people to support us, if they can, through Substack. And you are still putting out incredible content for free because we believe that these conversations um, and access to these ideas shouldn't be all behind a paywall. Um, But that is the space where we feel that It's going to be the most healthy for us. And hopefully in the long run, it is something that if we uh, have the support of our listeners, um, you know, we'll we'll be able to make this a really sustainable thing in the longer term.
0: That's right. That's right. And we do want to come to other cities around Australia and we're still talking about that. I know that we haven't booked it in yet, uh, but, you know, it does come down to making it uh, possible for us because, as I've said, we're just... It's just you and I doing all of this, so.
1: Yes, yeah, Um, but we do have some very exciting things coming up in the podcast calendar and that is. uh, A surprise. That is a surprise at the moment and it's, uh, as with anything, because we are booking the podcast guests by ourselves, we don't use an agency, which some other podcasts do. Um, but uh, we we're all DIY, and we're reaching out to some incredible people, and we do have some extremely awesome guests coming up within the next week that we'll be interviewing them.
0: We do. I'm actually quite overwhelmed and it feels Mm. quite emotional. I'm very excited. And when I think about Evolving Love Project, you know, this has been a bit of a conversation now where we're reflecting over the years and what it has been. You know, when we started Evolving Love Project, I couldn't imagine that we would be actually having – some of these amazing conversations mm. with the people who we have, you know, followed for a long time, have read their work, have learned from uh, the gifts of their wisdom that they have mm. shared in the world, and it's it's so amazing to yeah. think that we actually are, you know, having conversations with these people now. And honestly, I have to pinch myself.
1: Yeah. So as we move forward with the podcast, um, something that. I'm and we are really interested in doing is having conversations uh, with more people who uh, have kind of differing opinions as well. We don't want to definitely uh, make this kind of like an echo chamber podcast um, as evidenced by us having a biblical scholar on and, and uh, the guests that we have coming up have really interesting insights. They are in the non-monogamous world, uh, but I don't want to limit ourselves in the future to people interviewing people just who are in that kind of non-monogamous kind of echo chamber, um, because whilst it is an exciting echo chamber to swim in, uh, I think it's really interesting taking these non-monogamous conversations and having the influence of of external factors as well. Mm. Uh, so we do have some. Kind of interesting series almost of uh, kind of like a few part mini mini series um, for the podcast that we are hopefully going to be going to be rolling out mm. and we are releasing one podcast every week and today we are one day late so i do apologize for that and i was i was rather distraught at the thought of being one day late
0: you were you were so upset about it i had yes. to say liam it's okay yes. it's all right
1: i felt like i was letting everyone down
0: we won't be abandoned by our listeners no you know. hopefully not no hopefully
1: no one's no. going to quit uh because <laughs> i was i was one day late and we had to to pivot we had to pivot but we are um posting uh, two premium episodes every month. So, if people are interested in hearing extra podcast episodes, um, you can subscribe to the Substack, and that will give you access, as we said, to uh, those extra premium episodes.
0: The women's retreat is coming up in May and bookings are now rolling in for it. I'm very, very excited for this to be happening again. Mm. The last one was absolutely incredible and was so, so, so special. So I'm really excited to be going back to Heart Space again in the beautiful Yas Valley with a wonderful group of women. We have some women who are actually coming again from the last retreat. Mm. Uh, And... And new people coming along too. So there are still spaces. So if you are interested, uh, please do reach out to me. You can email me at, evolvingloveproject at gmail.com or you can reach out to me via Instagram as I'm pretty sure this one's going to sell out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's looking like it will sell out very quickly. So uh, if, you, if you love yoga, if you love delicious organic food, if you love having conversations Uh, If you are a woman, sadly, uh, men are not invited to this retreat, Um, but uh, this is the retreat for you. So treat yourself, Mm. meet some incredible women, hang out with you, Abby, and I'll be in Canberra holding down the fort and you'll be having a lovely time as well.
0: (laughs) And for our male listeners as well, if you are looking for a gift for somebody, it is a beautiful gift. At the last retreat, there were some women who were gifted uh, the retreat as a surprise from their... Our partner mm. so it it's is a strong gift it's a very very strong gift and i mean the conversations the circles that we have uh, we have fireside time as well it's just mm. a very meaningful weekend so i personally am really really looking forward to it so that is in may towards the end of may
1: 2024 may Yep,
0: may 2024 we will be there yep so please do reach out to me
1: yep that's going to be an absolutely incredible retreat um Another thing that's coming up on next week is Valentine's Day. So that's a day that we don't care about. But this <laughs> but this year we do care about it because the top secret uh, guest for our podcast who we will not mention, even though I really desperately want to mention their name.
0: It's really hard to not say their name. It's really
1: hard to not say their name because it's definitely a massive deal for us. Um, but uh, they will be appearing on Valentine's Day, I know, on I know. our Valentine's Day. They are overseas, just to give a little, just to give a little inkling to the listener who it, who it possibly could be. So just taking out Australia's thirty million population from the pool of <laughs> however many billion there are in the world. Uh, but uh, this particular person does live overseas, and they will be on. Recording with us on Valentine's Day, which is kind of the perfect Valentine's Day gift, I would say, to ourselves.
0: I know, I'm pinching myself. Yes. Oh, yeah. my goodness.
1: So, do stay tuned, uh, dear listeners. Um, but, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed this kind of little uh, recap. This is, I think it's going to be the 25th uh, podcast episode. So, wow. So, this is a quarter of a century Uh 25 episodes, we're, we're not at a Joe Rogan's 2000 and 2,700 or whatever he might be at, um, but we are slowly getting there, one week at a time. By the time we're 85, we will have, what's the maths on that?
0: I hope that we still have our podcast.
1: 50 times <laughs> 65. Okay, we're not good at maths, but uh, I mean, that would be amazing if we if we still were podcasting in the nursing home.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be so beautiful. I can imagine you and I doing that
1: yeah totally i mean there will be like everyone will have like headsets on we'll be like skyping in
0: oh my goodness the apple vision pro yes we have been talking a lot about that we this have. week
1: and we actually are going to get to that in a future episode we have some plans to talk about the future of sex and non-monogamy and uh yeah thinking about who we could have on the podcast to talk to about that but as always thank you for listening if you enjoy listening to the podcast we'd like to invite you to uh to uh subscribe to the podcast and whatever podcast app you listen to it you can leave us a review you can share it with your friends you can upgrade to premium uh and yeah thank you again for your support
0: thank you so much